0: Welcome to Empowering Connections, a podcast by Connie Akins, a licensed professional counselor with a private practice to help you heal your personal and professional relationships through counseling advice, tips, and ideas. Empowering Connections will focus on healthy ways to improve these relationships, help you manage your stress, and attain a better sense of self-fulfillment.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today I will be discussing co-parenting relationships. Co-parenting is the result of either a divorce or never married parents who try to raise children despite being separated. For those who are separated, divorced, or sharing custody of a child, the struggles of co-parenting can produce enormous stressors. These stressors begin the moment the intimate partnership is over. The stressors and attitudes about the breakup and the commitments of parenting can be a challenging experience for both the co-parents, the new relationships they may encounter, and for the family support systems who are involved in the court parenting journey. Those extended family members those sister friends and neighbors and support systems that try their best to help out co-parents when they can. Here's an example. Imagine yourself as an 11 year old child out to lunch with your mom and she tells you that she and your dad are divorcing. You immediately feel crushed as a child and your mind begins to wonder how the separation will work. You start to ask yourself, who will I live with? Do I have to move? And how will I spend time with both of my parents? After two married parents decide to divorce, it creates an unstable parenting relationship in most instances where children now feel they have to choose sides and pack a bag every other weekend, sometimes in the middle of the week. And in one instance, I had a teen tell me he had to pack a bag every day because he played sports and went to his father's house daily from grades four through 12. Many parents don't even realize the strain caused by their lack of agreement and their separation status or Here's another example. Your parents were never married, had a bitter separation before you were born, and they continue to have conflict after conflict. Each of the parent then refuses to acknowledge any roles in the demise of their relationship, and they spend all of their time blaming the other partner. Here's another example. After the divorce is over, one parent tries to smear the other parent's character in court to block visitation with the children. This can range from accusing the other parent of physical abuse, sexual abuse, or child maltreatment. All of these truths or allegations can cause a lot of chaos and a lot of hurts, especially if it's true or if it's false. Another example is after the divorce, one parent tries to block the other parent from having any contact with their children. And they will make up any type of lie to break the visitation. Here is a quote I found about co-parenting. Co-parenting is not a competition between two homes. It is a collaboration of parents doing what is best for kids, anonymous. You get to determine how effective your co-parenting relationship will be. It only takes one parent to help their children to have a satisfying relationship or to completely destroy the co-parenting journey. Some co-parent relationships are highly conflicted and even combative. Here is a fact about co-parenting. One parent can unilaterally drive the conflict. This is how the co-parenting problems and challenges begin. I know you've heard about them. However, if not, here we go with some examples. One parent refuses to provide financial support. They say things like, you're not going to put me on child support. They feel as if their child support is more for the partner they've left instead of their child. One parent refuses to follow the visitation schedule. They refuse to compromise They refuse to follow a court order and they just avoid pickup if it does not suit their lifestyle or the things that they want to do. I know of a parent that once left his kids on the front porch and drove off while the kids were waiting, not acknowledging the trauma to his children. One parent does not attend conferences or other school related events. Once again, their personal schedule supersedes the interests of their children or the hurt parent blocks the parent from attending school events or finding out critical information about their child's academics and educational future plans. This only hurts the child and adults need to adult more. Of course, this is very difficult in relationships where there has been abuse gaslighting, and narcissistic behavior from one of the parents. This is a good time to have your family intervene on your behalf if possible. One parent blocks visits with extended family members. Once again, it is only hurtful to the children. Or one parent tries to block or discourage communication with the other parent. This prevents the children from having their best relationship with their other parent, or their non-custodial parent, I should say. One parent makes disparaging remarks about the other parent, and one parent refuses to compromise on anything. The list can go on and on and on. However, what would make for better co-parenting? What would make for better co-parenting? First, make a commitment to your children to be available and set goals for their emotional, social, physical, and spiritual health. Children thrive on routines and like to spend quality time with their parents. Be mindful when you are with your children by being totally present and engaged in their lives. Make it a priority to be actively engaged in their lives. Continue to provide emotional support and love to your child with the hope that they will self-actualize into healthy adults. 2. Better communication about what is best for your child or children and actively helping the children, if they are of age, to express their emotions about the separation or divorce. Keep open the lines of communication, And technology has made this easier for everyone in this pandemic we have all learned to focus on our our attention on zoom FaceTime Skype emails phone calls and instant messenger technology has always been available and because of COVID-19 it became more accessible as a way to communicate three Be supportive of the other parent's role with the children and allow them to have a relationship with their children. Don't criticize their activities or their communications and just be thoughtful of how you are engaging about the other parent. 4. Be respectful of your former partner and avoid bad-mouthing the other parent. Being respectful helps to ease the transition for the child. Five. Consistency with visitation unless it is an emergency. Children need to feel wanted, loved, and important. Be flexible for the sake of the children and remember as your child ages, their needs change based on their school schedules and activities that they are engaged in. This is also extremely important if one parent relocates to another state. Remember, it is still important for the parent who has relocated to another state or town to continue to have a relationship with their child or children. Six, commit to the financial responsibilities and costs associated with raising your child or children. Joyfully provide for their support and the things that they need and some of their wants. If you hold back on financial support Your children will remember how they felt as a child who had to go without some things that they may have needed. Keep your focus on what the child needs and that is more than clothes or expensive toys. Seven, keep your focus on cooperation and collaboration. This is one of the most important things as it helps to make your child have a Healthy transition after the separation. Number eight, practice self-care so that you can be the best for your children or your child. Get enough sleep, exercise, eat right, take care of your mental health, and join a support group and maintain a good support system for the journey of solo parenting. Last, seek counseling for yourself and your children to help them transition if they are of age and having difficulty with the divorce or separation. Thanks for listening.
0: The Empowering Connections podcast is not intended to replace the need for a professional counseling relationship. This podcast does not constitute professional advice or counseling services. As always, if you need mental health services, please seek a qualified mental health provider. You can find Connie Akins on the websites Psychology Today and Therapy for Black Girls. If you have an iTunes or Spotify account, please subscribe, share, and continue to listen. Feel free to check out Connie Akins' website at www.empoweringserenity.net and follow Connie on Instagram at Connie Akins LPC. You may not edit, modify, or redistribute this podcast. We appreciate you listening to the Empowering Connections podcast and providing feedback. Stay positive.